Welcome to Rick, otherwise known as Sapiens here on Twitch. Uh, welcome to Crossing the Streams, Rick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm really, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to be here. I've, uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a little while. I've, I've, I've kind of lurked in some of the recording sessions. So uh, I, I'm excited to have, uh, have my time on your podcast and hang out with you for a little bit and talk, uh, talk to the brick building community for a while. Excellent. I'm I'm really excited to you. As I was telling you before we started the this show, uh, your name came up a few times from other guests, uh, saying, "Wow, you you know you need to get uh, you need to get Rick on here." And uh, I've I've been waiting to 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 you know tap you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, it's time," um, because there's just been so many other people actually on the show, and and I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation too, because you are one of, yeah, I I would consider you, uh, you know, uh, kind of post brick and Nick, post uh, set to build, still one of the earlier uh, content creators in the brick building community. So uh, for for those that don't know about uh, your channel, Sapiens, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? So yeah, um, so basically, uh, I've I actually just had my third year affiliate anniversary last week. Um, so I, so I have been here doing brick building that whole time, uh, and for a little while before, I've actually been on Twitch for probably a decade, uh, doing different things. Some of it very work centric, some of it charity uh, charity centric. Uh, but last three and a half ish years, definitely brick building uh, has been the focus. And it, it, it's funny you you mentioned Nick and. Uh, and and the the original OGs of the brick building community because Nick was the first person to ever raid my channel with really? other brick builders way back, way, way, way back. And it was really kind of the first time that I had a sense that there was a brick building community. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, you know, I'm just here doing my thing a few nights a week, talking to people, building some Lego sets, having fun, you know kind of oblivious to the world around me. And then Nick comes in with, you know, 60 other brick builders. And it was like, oh, wait, there's a thing here. Let's let's talk to these people. Let's follow them. Let's find out more about them. So that, that was kind of my introduction was Nick. Congratulations on three years. Uh, and again, within this, this community, three years is actually uh, quite a long time by comparison, given that there's so many uh, there's so many brick builders now. A lot of them have started maybe within the last one to two years at most. Uh, so you're kind of part of this this what I would consider uh, you know elite uh, group of of creators because you know for the longest time it was a brick and nick. It was a set to build, and then kind of over time we started getting more and more people. And and from my experience, it really started to explode early pandemic, mid pandemic. And then we're kind of where we are now where we're seeing some steady, steady growth. Given your time over, you know, here on Twitch, you know, you've spent almost 10 years on the platform and then focusing more on brick building in the last three years. Uh, what, what do you consider, you know, some of the most interesting things that you've seen in that time? So if, if we go back to like, 10 years ago when, when I first started on Twitch, it was strictly a, a gamer's outlet, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you weren't playing a game, you probably weren't on Twitch. And, and there was a really narrow focus, and there still is to some extent, I think, on Twitch in terms of the games you play. And, and that's primarily shooters, first-person shooters, you know, dominate Twitch. They always have, they always will. Um, 
some MMOs, some RPGs, you know, at the time. But it, it's been fascinating to watch the evolution of Twitch into, into much broader content. Some mm-hmm. of it's great. Some of it's maybe a little sketch and, and definitely after hours stuff. <laughs> yeah. Won't name names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a, as, as a platform, it's been interesting to watch Twitch evolve into, you know, sort of a an entertainment destination, not just uh, and 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 I hate the phrase, but I think it was really, really relevant at the dawn of Twitch. Just really a bunch of dude bros watching war games, right? Yeah, it, it, it's really kind of how it started off. And now you have, you know, amazing creators doing, you know, music creation, uh, music production, DJ. You have brick builders. You you have artists. You you have you know amazing people who, you know. I, I watched someone weld a car frame the other day. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy live on Twitch. So there's this really diverse sense of, you know, if you're into it, you can probably find it now on Twitch. And I think the brick building community is an, is an offshoot of that growth, right? Yeah. I think people realized, and I know starting with Nick and, and Seth, you know, they realized that people will come and, and watch and learn about the sets and learn about building. And, and especially with Nick, with, with his mocks and, and how amazing he is. Um, you know, there's more to Lego than going to the store and buying a box and following the dis- the instructions and, and building whatever the thing is and putting it on a shelf for display. You can be really creative with it. Uh, and I, I think that really kind of was what made the brick building community sort of happen, right? It was, I think, a lot of parents, a lot of kids, and, and even, you know, just guys like me and you, just adults, went and said, hey, I never thought about that, right? Yeah. Let, let's go see what they could do. Or or maybe we were in our dark ages and, and we saw that community and went, hey, I should get back into this. And then, like you said, really the last three years, what I've seen is like when I started, you know, I didn't know anyone else who did it. And then Nick raided into me and I realized there were a bunch. But even then, it was small. It was yeah. a small community. It was spread out like it is now, you know, kind of around the globe. But I set my schedule and, and I... I think this is a really good example of how much it's exploded, especially the last two years. I set my schedule intentionally because I'm trying to be the nice new guy, right? Right. right I'm going to stream Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursdays after 10 p.m. Eastern because nobody else is. Yeah. Literally nobody else. You jump in 10 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday or a Sunday, there's 30 brick builders out there now. Yeah. It, the, it has exploded. And I, I agree with you 100%. It's the pandemic. People have decided, you know what? I can get a webcam. I'm sitting here doing this anyways. Let's talk to people. Yeah. So it's just exploded. Yeah. You know, I don't even I, know half the brick builders out there. I'm sure there's 10 times more brick builders in this community than I am even remotely aware of. Yeah, it's, um, it's incredible to see because uh, even a year ago, when I first started streaming to the to the category or the tag, uh, I felt like I had a good understanding of how many people were streaming it. But now, you know, just even this afternoon, I I clicked brick building, and there was like ten or eleven different streams. Uh, and then you know, sometimes I like to do this. I'll type in Lego just in the search, mm-hmm. and there will be even more people that pop up in like any other category that haven't used a brick building tag. And so it's it's incredible to see the growth. It's incredible to see all the different people who are, you know, like you said, the pandemic kind of kickstarted, you know, this this just, you know, leap in, in growth. I mean, I'm one of those people in that uh, about a year ago, 
actually, I've been aware of Brick and Nick and set to build for a couple years. I was always cool to watch them. Never had it cross my mind where I'm like, I could actually do this too. <laughs> uh, but, you know, about a year ago, I was like, you know what? Brick and Nick set to build. They build Lego on stream. And, you know, I was about to build the Daily Bugle. And I was like, it'd be really cool just to see what people think of me building this this huge set. And, you know, that's when, you know, at the time I was still only aware of Brick and Nick set to build a couple other people. And then, you know, I suddenly met AZ Pinoy, Panfred Nudo, Amish Ace, and like all of them. And then everyone that they knew. And, you know, like you, I don't even know who probably, you know, two thirds of the people that have started streaming in the last couple of months in, in the brick building tag. I just, I don't yeah. know who they are. <laughs> it, it, it's exploded so fast. It's impossible to keep up. I mean, it's funny. Everyone you just listed, it's like, I can remember the first time, you know, either I rated them or I was in like, say Dan, you know, um, between the bricks uh, channel when he rated them and they were like, you know, I can still remember the first time uh, rating Fred. Yeah, he he was doing Lego and it was like a sometimes thing for him. It wasn't what he did. Yeah. It was it was a sometimes thing. And the Lego community came in and just embraced him so tightly. That he's like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do now. Because yeah. that that's just kind of how this community is. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And, and you know, I say this all the time on, on this show is the, the brick building community to me is is very special because uh there's a lot of just, I mean, even though it's exploding and, you know, even though you, there's a lot of people we don't know that do this now, uh, I, I do feel like the community, the community itself is incredibly supportive. You know, they'll show up whenever you need them in terms of like, you know, charities, streams, special events, things like that. They, they come out in full force. And, and the, the, the most special thing about this community I've found is they're always welcoming. They're always willing to help and they're always willing to kind of, you know, lift each other up when, especially with, with the new creators that are out there. So I, it's just, it, it impresses me. Um, I, you know, I agree with you in, in how impressive it is overall. Um, in terms of of lego i i don't think i know your lego story so i'm i'm lego very story. i would love to hear i don't know mm. if you had a dark ages or not i did yeah I, I did have a dark age yeah i had a very i had a very long dark age yeah um with 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 cracks of light on occasion uh <laughs> right so i i think like Wow, I'm old, so give me a minute. Um, <laughs> I, I think I probably had a good solid 10 to 12 years after like my 20s. So in, into my into my mid-30s, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was just not really doing anything. And then strangely enough, um, I started working for Warner Brothers Games here in Boston. And we would go out to lunch. We'd go here or there. And on a whim, we went to a, a, a place near us called Newberry Comics. It's kind of a chain of comic book stores up here. And they had some small Batman Lego sets. Oh, nice. So I would pick up on lunch these little, you know, $7, $8 sets. And they'd go on my desk. They were, they were my desk widgets, things to, to fidget with. Didn't think much of them. Fast forward half dozen sets later, several <laughs> years later. Um, yeah. You know, 2007, I, I, I can give you the, the exact date christmas uh 2007 uh 
Christmas morning, wife puts a very large box in front of me. Um, no clue, right? Not even the vaguest clue. Uh, and it was actually the UCS uh, Imperial Shuttle. Awesome. So this this huge Lego set is like 2,500 pieces. Yeah. And she's like, I thought this looked cool and you're a Star Wars fan and, and I knew you'd love it. And that set is four feet that way, kind of to my left. Yeah. And it has never been disassembled. It's cleaned, but it has sat there and it is the the one thing that has moved with me everywhere. And it really was the spark. And it, it is the thing that really kind of brought me to all of the madness uh, that's in this room right now. Where <laughs> I'm, I'm glad this is the only portion of it that, that's that's live on stream, because if you saw the other side of the room, it would be like, what the heck did you do? <laughs> yeah, that's a great oh. story. And then and ever since you've been you've been building Lego. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much everything. Um, once in a while, you know, she'll still sneak in the cause cause she she's reached the point where not, where now it's like I'm never buying you another Lego set again because <laughs> you have everything. Yeah. Um, but every now and then I'll 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 get something on a birthday or a Christmas, or there'll be a little set somewhere. Um yeah. or my favorite now is she'll see something because the catalogs come and, she, and she'll look at the catalog. She goes, Your catalog's here. And then the next day <laughs> it'll be. So did you see in the back of the catalog, are you going to get that? <laughs> and then it becomes a negotiation of who's paying how much. And, and right. then we end up getting the set together. So. <laughs> That's great. So you, you've been, you know, you, you got back into Lego. Uh, and like you said, there, there's moments of light uh, from your dark ages. And then, you know, you've been building ever since. What? What kind of sparked the idea of doing it on Twitch? Um, so like I said, I, I've been kind of off and on on Twitch. There's most of the games that are popular on Twitch. I, I, I don't play. I'm really, really bad at first person shooters. It, look, if you need free XP, invite me to a game because <laughs> I'm your guy, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm a body count. If you need me, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> um, that was kind of like not my scene. So I, I was doing retro games for a little while. I actually, um, somewhere in, in my VODs, I think there are actually um, a couple of streams where I managed to get an old Atari 800 home computer hooked up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and streamed that uh, for a few games, like super retro. I Miraculously, the, the floppy drive on it still worked, right? That's nice. um So I was doing that. I was doing some old Lucas games. And you know, just one day I was like, you know, how hard would it really be to kind of set up a rig because I had watched someone doing uh, just basic model building, right? Just your, your plastic model kit with an overhead cam. And I was like, I wonder if you can do that for Lego. Yeah. And I kind of got things set up sort of pretty rickety original setup, right? I was like, this is functional. Let's do this. And shockingly enough, people started watching it. They were watching that more than the retro gaming, which <laughs> probably is not true today. Uh, but at the time it was, or, or it was a testament of how bad I was at that too. And I just won't admit it. Um, <laughs> and, and it just sort of grew from there. And then I realized that, you know, people are interested in this, people enjoy it. And it, it scratched an itch that, that I have had for a very long time. Um, and that's my original career, my first career, what, what my education is actually in, uh, is mass communications and broadcasting. Mm. So I was in radio for 10 years. And all of a sudden, I found a way that I don't have to focus on 
a game or playing this game or being good, I can have an ongoing conversation with my chat and talk about anything and everything in a real time, one to many conversation and get feedback and input in real time. This is fantastic. So that's kind of always been how my stream works. Mm -hmm. It's, it's arguably more about the conversation than the Lego at times. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think that Lego in whatever form, whether it's mocks or just building a set, really affords the streamer to invite that conversation. And, you know, because mm -hmm. you're, you know, generally if you're gaming, your attention is super split, you know, right. and, and with... Uh, like you, with when I realized that I could build, I can still carry a conversation while building because, mm -hmm. you know, even even building something complex or really diving into technic or something like that, you can sure. still easily stop what you're doing and have a conversation, engage the chat, and then return to what you're doing, or even the whole time you're still you're still putting bricks together, and so. That's a really cool discovery. I think, you know, your your thought there is is I mean, I I had the exact same experience mm -hmm. uh when I was building um the Daily Bugle set uh last year. That was incredible to me. I I got out of that experience thinking, you know, I can still do something fun. I can still engage the people in my my channel and still feel like something is happening, progress is being made in that right. there's a build happening, but you can focus on, on the chatters. And yeah. uh, that is that is one of the greatest things um, about it, in my opinion. Uh, because you, you, know, you went from retro games to brick building, was there any moment where you were doing both or you just kind of how did how did that transition go for you so it 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 was it was kind of a 70 30 gaming lego mm. then it became sort of a 50 50 <laughs> and then it it got to the point for a really long time where we would do a thing where it was retro sunday night where that was the only day i was streaming retro games <laughs> was sunday nights right and the other three nights yeah. that i streamed were were brick building um, that shuffled around for a while um, to where Thursdays became kind of like gaming with the community. So we'd, we'd pick multiplayer games and start off with the Lord of the Rings Online, uh, largely because I used to work on that game. Mm -hmm. So it, it was really easy for me to fall in and out of that game pretty quickly. And a lot of people knew me from that. So they'd come and play. And it was, oh, like the former CM of, of Lotro is going to play. Let, let's go play with him. Um, so that was fun. And then it became more of a you know, as, as my brick building community grew, it was like, let's play, um, Jackbox party games. Let's play, you know, marbles on stream. Let's play life. And mm -hmm. we, we play, we play life from time to time. And, and just, you know, how do we get a half dozen people, uh, you know, in the discord chat, all just being really, really goofy and insane and playing, you know, the, these fun games, um, Used to be a time when that was definitely not a, a night I would have recommended anybody watch, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You'd be surprised if if you turn a half dozen brick builders loose in a Discord with no rules, they will take full advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, now now it now it's ninety nine point nine percent brick building uh, for for every stream. 
there, there's a want to go back and, and find a night or at least a few hours a night where we can kind of get back that fun of, of gaming with the community. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep thinking about what, what's going to be a good night of that. But it, at this point, I joke as like my stream really, um, it, it, I, I do a just chatting stream. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just, the byproduct <laughs> yeah. of that is I need something to do with my hands. So I build Lego while I'm yeah. talking. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of how I feel about it right now. Yeah. That that's that's pretty. Uh, I I would say for a fair amount of people who do Lego on 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 stream, that that's a fairly uh, like pretty 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 often people will experience that. I like the transition that you had where it was like slowly tipping the scale from games to. Uh, brick building just kind of very slowly and then now, now here you are with 99 percent of the time brick building and i've actually had the same feeling it's funny that you're you know you're mentioning you know you'd like to get back to the community game night because i myself have been thinking of more about that um a lot of the the content ice cream is actually solely this uh the the talk show but uh i've been you know working up to do more build streams again. And then I'm like, you know what? Now's a good time to reintroduce a Jackbox night. Like you said, you know, uh, I had some friends pull me into some among us recently. I was like, maybe I could do some of that with the community again. Cause it's been, it's been a while. And I think that's a really great way to, you know, uh, get to know your chatters, hanging out with them, playing games with them. Is there, are there any specific games that you like playing with your community? Um, so it's, it's interesting because chat just reminded me, we do actually still play games almost every night. We have trivia redeems in chat, uh, with, uh, uh, I call it the trivia block party. Cause I, I have multiple card sets from things going all the way back to like the original edition of trivial pursuit. Really? So we used to have it as a redeem called your trivia is old because <laughs> most of it is either now outdated right. right because that that set came out in 1986 87 so it's, <laughs> it's only information up to that point um and also we we have found lately that, that we've hit a section of cards that primarily seem to deal with the 40s and 50s which none of us remember right so that's there's, crazy there's these, these awkward things so yeah and, and and i do introduce more and more of those kind of things um i was gifted a game called florida man which if you've ever played the game uh, Two Truths and a Lie, it's basically that. It's three Florida Man headlines. One of them's not true. Uh, it's really hard to tell which yeah. is which. Um, so yeah, we, we do still play it. Um, when, when we play actual game games, though, um, Jackbox Party games, especially the trivia stuff. Um, yeah. My community really enjoys trivia because it, it's a fun thing that even if you're not in the game itself, you can play in chat. Right. Yeah. You, you can make your guesses and, and you can do, you know, different things to to feel connected to it. And to me, that's the most important thing yeah. is that people feel connected, noticed and seen and, and engaged and part of the community while I stream. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really for me what it's about it is, is getting that that engagement. So, yeah, we, we do a lot of trivia stuff still. Um, like I said, the Jackbox Party games when we used to actually like play just game games. Um, there's some great board game versions. There's, I don't know if the VOD's still around. My community will tell you. Um, there, there was the the Uno deathmatch game that lasted one hand of Uno for over two hours. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of which we all quit and uninstalled Uno. Sorry, Ubisoft. Because um, that was just too much. There, there was, there was a lot of stress for two hours. 
How did how does one hand of Uno end up going that long? I had no idea, and I was there for it. It just, <laughs> it just someone would get down to Uno, and like one time around the table, they'd have forty cards in their hands again. And that would, oh my god! We would just keep going. That's that's incredible. I uh, thank you for telling me that because Uno was one of the ones that I was like, well, maybe I'll do Uno, and it's fun, but just be prepared. Be prepared <laughs> to be in like a ridiculously long game. Yep. Those are some great suggestions. Um, not, we we kind of touched on this briefly, but uh, you know, you being in the in the game industry, uh, mm-hmm. what is it exactly? Uh, for those that don't know, uh, what do you what do you do um, by day? So currently, I am the director of influencer and community activations for Yellow Pike Media, which is a really fancy way of saying I work for a digital agency. Uh, who partners with brands to build their communities up. So, for example, every game has a community, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Most businesses have some form of communities. So it's the strategy, the the growth, um, and the performance of that community, you know, we will help them with. And on the influencer side, we will have, uh, especially recently in the pandemic, more what we call non-endemic brands, non-gaming brands, who are very interested in the streaming space, that are interested in gamers and and interested in people who are making content um, more so than traditional advertising. So Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll bring us in and and say, look, we, we want to learn this space. We want to know how to work with these creators. Can you help us find creators, contract them and and budget them out for us so that we can hit these goals and, and, and meet our, you know, advertising and marketing needs. And it's been really, really fun. I've worked uh, companies I can name. So, so we've worked with NASCAR. We've worked uh, with with several fast food chains that pretty much everybody knows, uh, especially if you're on the on the West Coast more so than the East Coast. Um, we've worked with Google, EA, Ubisoft uh, on a lot of their launches and products. So it it's been really interesting. Uh, with, without naming names, if you know a major creator, uh, we've probably worked with them. That is a really cool career to be in especially as someone who also yeah as someone who also does you know streaming on their own on their own time uh how long have you been doing that uh so i started at yellow pike this october will no next january will be six years wow so So you've 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 seen some stuff and you've you've had uh, yeah, some incredible experiences. Yeah. And then, you know, prior to that, I, I like you said, I, I was more fully in the games industry. Uh, I worked for Warner Brothers Games here in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked on Lord of the Rings Online, DDO Online. Uh, I worked for a really great French indie studio called Novacorp. They have a game out uh, that it went through Kickstarter um, called Dual Universe. It's imagine if you had minecraft with 150 percent better building tools in an really? eve online pvp environment it's ridiculous it's insane if that you're not a pvp or uh, you know <laughs> just be ready if you, if you plan on checking it out <laughs> be prepared but yeah that's that's really cool so you you kind of you've had this this career where you've you know been in games or now i mean you're still in games but now you're more on the influencer side of things Mm -hmm. which you know this this is a unique opportunity to pick your brain in terms Uh of what uh what things influencers or content creators or people in that that space uh can do 
to to get the attention of of companies like yours or to get more involved uh, with companies that'd be interested in working with influencers. And, and you and I kind of talked about this briefly before we, mm-hmm. we chatted is what kind of things would, you know, someone in your position uh, tell a, tell a content creator that they may not be aware of or, or things that would help them get better in touch with companies like yours. So, I think one of the first, well, one of the first things I'm going to say is going to make everybody mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here we go. So, so the, as creators, we tend to focus on growth and we tend to focus on, you know, how many followers, how many subs, how many, nobody right. cares. Yeah. From my, from my work side of the fence, it's a number. You may catch my attention with that number, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go look through a bunch of different tools and find out how many of those people are actually watching you, how many people are actually paying attention and for how long. Right. I'm interested in, you know, that little red number under your stream yeah. every day. That's the number I'm curious about. What is that number and what is that number over a 30, 60, and 90-day average? Right. That's going to inform me about everything because if you have – YouTube's a great example. I have worked with creators that have 10 million subs on YouTube and their mm-hmm. videos get 12,000 views. What, what Less than 1%. Right. No brand is going to pay for your followers. They're going to pay for your viewers. Right. That's how the rates are set. And and I think when when you're small, learning that and and like internalizing it and understand it, it's not that I need more people. I need to keep the people I have engaged and watching and coming back. Growth in the follower and subcategory is great. There's mm-hmm. incentives from Twitch and YouTube and other channels to do that. But when someone like me comes looking, the number I care about is what's the actual performance of of your average streams, or if you're a YouTube creator, what's the actual performance per video over a 30-day average? And then you also factor that against the other data, sure. but right. primarily there, you're there, looking there's at not other data, but that, that's the core. That's right. that's what's going to catch my eye. I'm probably going to tell my team, hey, find people with this many subs or above, mm-hmm. and then filter out those that are 10, 15, 20,000 views or better right. as a starting place. That's a really interesting. I think, and like you said, a lot of people either don't think about that or <laughs> it makes them go, oh, oh, wow, right? Like I didn't didn't realize that. Exactly. And and I think the other thing, and I've actually heard, especially in the brick building community, and, and I'm going to give you know, a nickel's worth of free advice here. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Mm-hmm. Twitch is not going to be your home for all things. Right. Once I identify someone or my team brings me someone, my next question is always to them, so what are their other socials look like? Mm-hmm. What are they doing on their other socials? Is it a consistent brand? Mm-hmm. Is it a consistent flow of, you know, are they taking their their Twitch and making a really cool mashup and putting it on YouTube? And are they taking that YouTube and making a really cool reel out of it or a TikTok? Or are they or are they starting on TikTok and flipping it to a reel? All of these things become an ecosystem. And someone in your chat talked about, you know, coming to to Twitch with Jang. Right. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Jang had a huge audience on YouTube. 
-hmm. And a lot of it rolled into Twitch with him. And that is why his channel grew so fast. He had a built-in audience that he brought with him. Yep. And then we discovered him as brick builders here on Twitch and he grew. And, and that's why, as far as I know, he's really kind of the first brick builder to ever get partner. Right. And, and that's how he did it. He had, he had a really great, great growth strategy. He was looking to expand, you know, his, his, his influence across different channels and, and he did everything right. Yeah. So diversify. Diversify, diversify, diversify. If you're sitting there, you know, wondering why you're not growing and it's hard, mm -hmm. you're wondering why you're not, you know, getting this or that, start making content elsewhere. Start hoarding your content elsewhere. You've already made the content, repurpose it, use it somewhere else. That's free attention yeah. because you're 30 people on Twitch that don't ever really catch you on any other social. Mm -hmm. Those people, they're probably on Twitter with the right hashtag. You'll find them and they'll go, oh, I know more and more. Let me follow him. Yeah. And now they're reminded when you go live. Yeah. So you're going to retain that follower that I was talking about earlier that's like, if they're not watching you, I don't care about them. Yep. But if they're watching you, now maybe tomorrow instead of, you know, 25 uh, concurrent viewers, you're getting 26 because that person came back because you tweeted something. People are everywhere. You need to be where they are. Right. And, and if you're telling yourself, no, I'm just going to focus on Twitch, you're literally giving up 99.8% of your potential Yeah, right there. I love those points that you made. And I, I think this is something that people don't think about. And especially, you know, there's a lot of streamers here on Twitch who are in that in that space that you're just saying, we're like, I, I'm not growing. I don't know what to do, or I'm just going to keep streaming. And eventually maybe my, my viewership will grow. But what really, really drives that growth is those other platforms, whether yep. it's a YouTube, you know, video where you had a really funny moment or a really good story that you could chop up and put up as a as a video or a clip that you could actually turn into uh, a reel or a youtube short or something like that if someone has clipped your content tweet about it tweet your clip yeah or take that clip and put it on tiktok put it on put it on instagram as a reel put it on youtube as a short yeah. Do something else with it. Somebody thought that content was interesting for whatever. Maybe it was embarrassing. Maybe it was silly. Maybe it was fun. doesn't matter. Somebody found it worthwhile enough that they wanted to preserve it. Yeah. Utilize that. Take that and put it somewhere else. And that's your door to to get someone on YouTube or someone on Instagram or TikTok or wherever to say, hey, this guy is doing stuff over here, too. Let's go check that out. Yeah. And that's how, that's how you grow. Twitch is, Twitch is really hard to grow on. It's it is. really hard in large part because of what we were talking about earlier. How big has the brick building community become? Yeah. How fast? Every single category you can think of on Twitch grew that fast during the pandemic. If yeah. everybody's making content, nobody's watching content. Exactly. I think I think you've made some very incredible points here and and you know not to beat a dead horse but mm -hmm. what's what's really you know to kind of tap into that that thought and those tips you get let's say you're you're a streamer and you stream 2 to 3 times a week for 3 to 4 hours right mm -hmm. 
you're live you're live for let's say nine ten hours out of the week if that but you know if you're not sharing content be it youtube twitter uh instagram whatever whether they be clips or shorts or a whole highlighted you know five ten minute sequence like you're you're, you're essentially leaving that content on the table to not be consumed right because when when they start to go to those other places where they're now you know accessible content anytime someone will stumble upon that eventually and all it takes is a couple you know breakout moments and you'll start to see more and more people go oh you know oh this person's on on twitch i should follow them on twitch as well and catch this live because yeah. that was a really uh hysterical moment of that guy dancing in in tiktok leggings yeah exactly and 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 make a point that if you do that you know he, here's a really good example um I know some some brick building community people who do make really good YouTube content and nowhere on their content do they ever say, and you can catch me live on Twitch. Yeah. You have people, you have an audience. Yeah. Tell them where they can find you, you know, other than just waiting for you to post a VOD somewhere. Yeah. You you can grow your audience from YouTube. And, and if you're smart about how you do your your thumbnails and 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 your titles, you'll grow a lot faster on YouTube than you will on Twitch. Definitely. All that audience can come. All you have to do is tell them. If you yeah. enjoyed this, you should check out when I did it live on yeah. Twitch. Yeah. That's I mean it's a that's a huge missed opportunity for people. It, it's huge. And you know what's funny is, you know, that's that's where I ended up with with this show, where I started recording this show. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, obviously this would be this would just be great evergreen content to leave up on a site yeah. like youtube uh but i did i did it backwards in that i started on twitch and i was like you know let's just put, post this on youtube and a lot of the growth that i'm seeing is from people who see these you know see these uh vods or hear mm -hmm. you know you hear about it from another brick builder like hey yeah. you know if you want to learn learn more about pan fred nudo there was a really cool episode of this on this youtube channel i i, I do get those people who say hey i saw your your show with Panfred Nudo. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, I, in, in my mind, and, and I've actually done this in white papers and presentations and, and, and reports for people to help them understand how it works. If you think of the infinity sign, you know, kind of that sideways eight that just always loops into itself, that should be your content creation. Right. All of your content should constantly feed into the other content. Yeah. And it's important too. For people like me, when I come and say, hey, this guy's got a really good YouTube channel or or, or this person's Twitch is outstanding. Yeah. You know, she is the best content creator I, I've seen in that category. Mm -hmm. If I then go and look at your Twitter and you haven't tweeted in six months, <laughs> your value to me just hit the floor. Because right. the brand I'm working with is going to say, well, I'd like them to do two hours and tweet about it. Well, there's no value in your tweet yep. because nobody's paying attention because you haven't talked to them in six months. Right. Or so or what I'm going to offer you just fell dramatically. Yeah. Or it's it's the the feed that you see that's just going live tweets and yeah. nothing, nothing else. Which, which is even worse, honestly. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, the great. real secret is make sure you're, you're being what, what's known as brand safe. And 
Ryan Saviano, if he's listening, he's probably cheering right now. Yeah. Brand safety is huge. Yeah. It's huge. No company is going to green light paying someone to curse, swear, and and be very marginal and then have to explain that to their legal department. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I love I love Brian for that. And he's he's so aware of it. And I know mm -hmm. that that is actively the work that he's doing is all based on making sure he can be, you know, a brand yeah, would, would be willing to work with him. And I love that about him. Uh, what, what's so great is, you know, he he's so passionate about it. And, uh, you know, as someone who looks for influencers and content creators, uh, how often have you had to pass on someone that isn't really able to, you know, be brandable? Um, every single person that I put in front of a client, my team has gone back 18 months minimum mm. to see is, is, is this one of the people that made some really bad life choices during the whole <laughs> black lives matter thing and, and right. sort of stood up and started screaming all lives matter. You know, I'm probably not calling you because right. there there's friction there. And, and a lot of people are going to say, Oh, the woke movement. No, this, it, it really is a case of nobody is going to pay money to get themselves into public hot water. It's, yeah. it's just that simple. It, it's something you have to keep in your brain. Yeah. Um, because, and, and maybe maybe a lot of uh, brick builders aren't thinking this way. I mean, mm. I, I know I'm pretty confident Jang does. I know because I've had conversations with with Brian that he does. Mm -hmm. You are a brand. What is your brand? You know, right. you asked me earlier. It's like what what do you consider your content? Yep. Whatever that answer is, you need to have an answer for what is my brand, and your content should reflect that. That's the bigger question. What is my brand? Mm -hmm. Who am I presenting myself as? to my audience, who am I presenting myself as to potential brands that may want to work with me? Yeah. That's big. It's huge. And that's actually kind of the softball I try to, I, I try to toss at, at my guests because I, mm -hmm. I really do want them, you know, a, a whole, the whole point of this show is to highlight my guests and, and those creators and what they do. And, and I kind of try to toss that softball of like, Without saying what's your brand, but like what mm -hmm. can people expect of, of your channel? Like, what your what makes you different? Exactly. What, what is, why am I watching you? Look, like we were saying earlier, most of us are really just doing just chatting streams. And, and a totally. large portion of the community has switched to doing literally in the category just chatting. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, I, I'm looking behind you and it's like, I've built that. I built that on stream. I built that. How many times can you realistically watch someone build the Daily Beagle on stream? It's exactly. the same set. So why why did I watch you do it instead of Zach or instead of Brian or somebody else who built it? Exactly. Right? There's got to be a reason. Or why am I watching you even though I've already seen that set be built five times? Uh-huh. Because my interest at that point is definitely not the set. I already know. Yeah. It's what are you bringing to the table? Why, why am I hanging out with you today? Exactly. I mean, so often, whatever it is we're streaming is often just the gateway, you know, mm -hmm. to getting someone to look at you, right? But within that first 30 seconds to 60 seconds, usually, and I mean, I'm not stating a fact here, but it's been my experience when I'm browsing through Twitch, if I'm watching someone build, you know, the at-at, 
it's not just that ad I'm really I, looking at. I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm trying to see how they engage their viewers. And if it's cool, if I'm interested in the conversation and what that person is bringing to the table, I'll stick around. Maybe right. I'll even give them a follow if I've been there long enough. But uh, it's really what are those things that make you stand out? What's the differentiating factor that you bring? What's your brand? Like you, like you right. said. And and you just hit something like really important. It's like if you're into what they're saying and if you're enjoying the conversation, you'll stick around. Yep. And then if you stick around long enough, you might give them a follow. Yep. These things are not automatic. And I think a lot of content creators sometimes forget that. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to offer a value to that specific viewer or listener, mm-hmm. you also need to ask. Yeah. I'm I'm terrible at it. I'm horrible at asking. I'm really bad. <laughs> Same. I have bought things set up. I I just that's Same. not me. And, yeah. and it's it's kind of funny because as I'm sitting here passing all this knowledge, it's like, and I'm, and I'm going down the checklist and I don't do that and I don't do that. <laughs> and I don't do this and I yeah. I don't do any of these things that I'm telling people they should do. And the reason, the the honest reason is I'm not trying to be the next shroud or ninja or you know, exactly. whoever. Right. Yes. I, I I'm I'm not trying to join Hundred Thieves here, right? I, I don't <laughs> want to be part of Phase Clan. It's not my goal. I have fun. I have a great supportive community. I'm here for the conversation. Yeah. Um, everything else is just cool. Do I yeah. have goals? Sure, but it, it's not. Wow, I'm driving towards being a full time creator. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thank you for mentioning that because I think that's often lost on people as well. Where it's, yep. you know, people kind of get. Because Twitch does such a good job of making you worry about all these stats, right? Mm-hmm. You get the the email you know, breakdown. They tell you at the end of every screen, yeah. at every stream, it's like, you know, and depending on how you view them, it's like, oh, wow, that stream really sucked. I barely yeah. got any people to pay attention to me. Yeah. Why did I want to know this? Yeah, right? exactly. Like, so yeah, you get the breakdown. You're like, oh, man. And it even tells you stream over stream how you did. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, cool. Like. 10, 10 less people chatted this stream or whatever, right. whatever. But but what's what's really important is figuring out what you want to do, right? Do yep. you want to do you want to grow the the channel so you can go full time, or do you do you you know want to just build Lego and hang out yep. and have funny conversations, right? I, I I tell people it's like I do a three to four hour radio show four nights a week, then you can show up for it or not. And it's mm. because coming from that and always having wanted to be a DJ and, and wanted to do talk radio and, and having done it for a decade, in my brain, it's like, I can now do that and nobody can fire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody can tell me, get out. I mean, Twitch could, I guess, but, you know, sure. I, I can't get fired. It's, it's yeah. my own radio station. And if, if you want to come hang out, you're welcome to come hang out. If you don't like what I have to say. Hey man, time is a finite resource. You spend it where you feel you can spend it best. Yeah. So you, you've you've outright just said kind of your your thoughts and your intentions as a, as a streamer mm-hmm. here on Twitch. You're you're really more into it for you know having fun, uh, hanging mm-hmm. out, getting to know people, chat them up. What other things uh, intentionally are you trying to do with with your Twitch channel? So I I have always been very firmly of the belief that if you have a platform, an audience and a voice, you also have an attendant responsibility to use them to help others. 
So one of one of my big passions is always I don't even keep track now how many different fundraisers I do every year mm-hmm. to find a place um, where I can say, hey, guys, here's here's the thing that I believe in. And mm-hmm. I wanted to share this with you. And if you have the ability and the resources to help, no matter how big or how small, let's let's try to help. Um, we have we have raised money for the Trevor Project. We've raised money. I see the extra life symbol behind you. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, in my ten or twelve years of extra lifing, I think now mm-hmm. uh, I've raised over one hundred and forty thousand dollars for extra life. Amazing. Um, you know, we we raised last summer uh, a member of of my community, a, a very beloved member of my community, um, lost their battle with cancer. And we raised over $13,000 for the American Cancer Society. Um, like I said, we, we've, we, at the start of the pandemic, uh, we went and I, I'm a huge, huge proponent of um, a, a, an organization called Feeding America. Mm. They're sort of the national spokes uh, charity for most of the major food banks in the major cities in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the Boston Food Bank receives a lot of their funding from Feeding America. So we raised over, uh, I think it was $1,500 for Feeding America at the beginning. You know, none of these, if you look at, you know, who was it that just just, just raised $40 million to clean the ocean? Uh, Mr. Beast. I mean, if you look at it in that right. context, this is kind of like, yeah, like, that's not a lot of money. Um, but, you know, my, my community isn't huge. You know, we, we're, we're I'm, I'm kind of like looking down at your stats. We're about the same size in terms of of, of usual viewers yeah. for, for 20 or 30 or 40 people to go out and raise $13,000 for the American Cancer Society in the span of six weeks. That's, that's massive. That's insane generosity to me. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why I'm here. I, I have really hard times and struggles with, with saying, Hey guys, sub to me, you know, yeah. and help, me get, help me get that monthly payout. And look, I, I'm human. Yeah. It feels good when that payout hits, right? And it doesn't yeah. matter how much it is. It's like, ah, internet validation. I love you, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but I go in knowing it's like, I'm really hoping that if I'm doing a charity stream that month, I'm hoping I just barely make it to that $100 minimum and we make bank for the charity. You know, yeah. I'm doing St. Jude Live now. And, you know, the, the target small is 500 bucks. But the first night we got almost halfway there. That's great. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But that that that's my other purpose. Yeah. It's like let let's talk about how to help people. Whatever that cause may be, let let's figure it out. There there is like we were talking before uh we started recording. It's been a week, right? Yeah. And it feels like it's been a week for like the last two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm a huge fan of anytime you can find a minute to give something back, even if it's just you know, sometimes I'll throw on the mental health thing because mm-hmm. either I've had a crap day or it's been a bad week. And it's like, hey, you know, if, if I'm doing bad and, and I'm coming in here trying to be super upbeat, I know other people yeah. are having a day. Right. So yeah. let's talk about it. Don't don't ever think you've you've got to, like, avoid a subject or, or something that's upsetting or, or bothering you or sad in, in my channel because you don't. And if you don't feel like putting it out there publicly, send me a note. I have no problem with whispers or DMs on Discord or anything. Yeah. I I think that for me is like the lowest possible hanging fruit of being human is to just be there for another human. So that's what I try to do. I love that. I really I, – I, 
Thank you. Thank you for saying those, those things, because, um, I think you and I are very similar in a lot of those ways, actually, because a lot of, you know, extra life, you know, St. Jude's I've, you know, done Trevor project as well. You know, there's, you said, you know, you, you said something that really resonates with me in that when you, uh, have a community, when you have a channel or you, you begin to start getting followers or a following of some kind, you, you begin to have a responsibility. You begin to have, uh, this amount of influence or, you know, whatever you want to call it on other people, you have a platform and, uh, like you, I certainly believe there's that that amount of responsibility we all have as creators when we start getting these followings, when we start, whether it's intentional or not, or whether you're doing it for reasons that are not specifically for that, you suddenly have, uh, you have a say that's much more than just you, right? You have a say. Even if you don't realize it, and I think that's important, even if yes. you don't realize it, people are listening to you. If anyone in your chat has ever asked you a question yeah. about anything, it's because what you think matters to that person. Yep. And it means they're listening to everything you're saying. Yep. And it's, it's, it's like an iceberg, right? In that no matter, you know, if it was one person asking one question the whole time you're streaming, there are probably a lot more in your chat who haven't said a thing. Oh, absolutely. Or who, who you know, that person that did did ask a question, they probably have so many more things they want to say. And uh, I think I think a lot of people forget that. And a lot of a lot of streamers don't think about that, particularly newer ones. But like, I think across the board, uh, you know, once you begin to to build your your community, it's it's no longer just about you. It's about what 100%. Yeah, it's about 100%. what you're able to drive as the creator, because you 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 push that forward. So whether it's sending out a good message, whether it's doing uh, charity streams or whatever it is, or even commenting on the state of the world, whatever that looks like, you know, people are, people are listening. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, and, and I, I think we're both on the same page. It's like, you know, for me, I, I feel like there's an obligation and a responsibility there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was saying earlier, it's like, look, I, you know, you, you get that payout middle of the month. <laughs> that, that internet validation, but I'm yeah. also really cognizant of the fact that, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything special. I'm hanging out and talking to people. So I make a point every month of some portion of that is is part of my monthly charitable donations to, you know, local organizations in my community and, and some national organizations as well. Um, I know my audience has heard me plug it, so I'm, I'm going to plug it here. I'm a big fan of Kiva. If, yeah. if you've never heard of it, K-I-V-A. Uh, it is a micro loan site where you go and you set up basically an account with X number of dollars in it, uh, and you can go and help villages, individuals uh, all over the world fund the things they need for fundamental parts of life that we don't even think of here in the U.S. Hmm. So I'm I'm always on the hunt. My personal um, my personal preference is is I go into developing countries. You know, mm -hmm. with my little little pocket of funds and and i'll I'll find you know largely women owned businesses or you know things that will empower women or schools for women and that's where where a portion of of my monthly payout goes every single month is I grow that fund and find more and more of those I can find and the beautiful thing about it is 
you're you're not there's a lot of people in the world who think you know it's like well i'm not giving people a handout you're not it's a loan mm. it's a super low interest really small micro loan that can be as small as 25 dollars. that to someone who doesn't have clean water in their community yeah 25 dollars is a well yeah it's literally life right and the expectation is that it's paid back it can it's 25 dollars paid back over a year you might get a dollar back every month or whatever right <laughs> right but there is like this incredible feeling of you get your 25 dollars back and you go you know what these people have a better life they feel better about themselves because it wasn't a handout right right and you you've done good now let, let's take that and some more money and let's find somebody else to help so that's for for anyone who's thinking oh i, I can't do anything that'll make any real difference because i can only give five or ten bucks look into kiva and and in general, don't ever think that five or 10 bucks isn't a lot. I can give you examples of what that can do for a children's hospital. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a, it makes uh, a huge difference across mm -hmm. the board. And yeah, even, even a dollar, five dollars, it all, it all yeah. does something. And, and, and something meaningful, something that can change lives. That's the important thing to remember, I think. Yeah. Great Never stuff. feel less than because you can't drop that Bill Gates check. You're not. There's 300 million people in this country. If we all gave a dollar to the same charity, we would drop a check bigger than Bill Gates. Yeah. Just with a dollar. Yeah. That's my soapbox. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. Do you have any thoughts for people who are trying to figure out you know, how to get started in charity streaming or, or helping what charities themselves. About? What, what are you passionate about? It, it, it's, it's the same question of why are you streaming, right? Yeah. What, what is the passion that brought you to Twitch or to content creation? Yeah. What is the thing you're passionate about? Um, I, I always lean towards helping sick kids. That's why I actually went to work for CMN hospitals and, and helped, you know, elevate the, the extra life program for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I will always support, um, people who don't have a voice or whose voices are, are being taken away from them. Mm. So the, those are my passions and, and the charities I will support. And, and St. Jude's, Extra Life, um, yep. Trevor Project, things like that tend to very, very much focus in on that. Uh, it's, it's old school. I'm an 80s guy, but I support Rock the Vote still to this day. <laughs> um, yes, I love <laughs> you it. Know? So they, they still get some money every month. Oh, that's yeah, it's, it's it's what are you passionate about? What is your passion? What is your personal story? Everyone has a personal story of something, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, we we have unfortunate tragedies in our life. We have unfortunate occurrences or a memory of a friend from school or a coworker, you know, and, and you feel helpless. Take that. Yeah. Don't be helpless. Yeah. Go find a way to turn that into a passion for fundraising. Yeah. And and exactly like with your followers and 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 your your reports don't be discouraged when you when you spend two weeks and you raise fifty bucks. Fifty bucks is a lot of money. It does a lot of good. You can feed fifty families for fifty bucks at most yeah. food banks. It's so true. That's that's great advice. I I definitely think that um, finding something you're passionate about is where to start. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You and I you and I have a lot of the same causes to <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking at it yeah for i mean uh big extra life uh fundraiser um saint jude as well 
you know, and I have my stories that really uh, resonate with me. And that's how I chose those is I wanted to help sick kids because, you know, um, I I have personal stories about friends yep. in, in my young adult life that, you know, being in a hospital for months sucks, you know? Yep. And any kind of help you can send is is great. One hundred percent. I I will I will give you a website, charitynavigator.org, I think it is. Okay. Um, whatever you want to support, always do your research. There yes. are a lot of charities out there that they sound great. They're really not when you look at your financials. Uh, Charity mm -hmm. Navigator does a pretty good job of sort of steering you away from some of those and give you a good sense of, you know. Uh, of who is and who isn't doing right. You'll see a lot of junk on the internet about, oh, some charities got, you know, their CEOs making $400,000 a year. Don't give to them. No, please do. That yeah. is insanely responsible of a charity to, to pay their CEO $400,000 because you have to pay them something. You want a yeah. competitive CEO that understands business, but they're not paying them. Who is it? Goldman Sachs. They just denied their CEO a $52 million pay raise <laughs> it's you know yeah. four hundred thousand dollars in the ceo world in the corporate space and that's that is where charities operate yeah is nothing definitely know, that, that is nothing don't be put off by those numbers if they're raising two million a year and they're paying him a million and a half then yeah, yeah. there's something and, and that's why i tell people check the financials they're publicly available they have to. yeah need the context yep yeah that's really great as as a creator yourself, you know, doing all these wonderful things and 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 still, you know, being on Twitch after all this time, mm -hmm. is there anything that has really, you know, besides the charity work, mm -hmm. really motivated you to continue to do what you do? Hmm. I mean, half of them are in your chat right now. Um, <laughs> there, there are, I, I'll be really honest. There are nights where I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? I've been doing this three years straight, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I just, no way. I'm taking a, I'm taking a night for me. Mm -hmm. And then I go and do it. And, and, you know, I feel like, I think all creators do this. I, I sometimes feel like there's this sense of it's like, well, I have to, right? You know, so many people have subbed to me. It's like, I, I owe them a stream, right? Yeah. Um, but I get there and it's like 10 minutes in. I was like, this was the best decision I've made all day is to come yeah. and hang out with these people because they're freaking amazing. Yeah. And why was I ever even thinking that that I didn't want to do this tonight? That's just dumb. And and I'll get off stream and, it'll, you know, I, I usually do three hours a night. I'll be done and it'll be four and a half hours later and it's a longer stream than I usually do <laughs> because that's where the energy is coming from. Yeah. Right? is from them. Um, I mean, sure. Stuff comes up, people get sick, people have family things and, and, and you have to miss it. Right. But yeah, I think every creator kind of has that. It's like, man, I'm just, I'm just not into it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not vibing it. Yeah. And then you, you get in there and it's like, it's because I wasn't here. I wasn't with my people. Right. It's like, yeah. now I'm with my people and this is great and I'm having fun and we're playing trivia and and we're talking about ridiculous candy from the 80s or whatever. It's like, why would I ever not do this? That's just, that's, 
it's it, it's it's really a source of energy for me. I, yeah. I I hear about creators who, when they're done, they're just like, "That's it. I don't ever want to stream again." It's like that was exhausting. I have to go sleep for twelve hours now. I don't go to sleep for probably an hour, hour and a half afterwards because I'm too pumped. Even if it doesn't come across on stream, it was like, yeah, there, there was so much cool shit that went down. I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> Do it for the people. Yep. Sixlets. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky 80s candy. Wow. <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate the, uh, you know, the call out. I think, I think a lot of us creators feel that way when it comes to our communities. I mean, I've had those moments often where I'm just like, oh, no, man, I don't know if I feel like I can do this or I'll stare, I'll stare at OBS, you know, I'll just mm -hmm. kind of stare at the, the button. <laughs> the cursor's on it. It gets big, doesn't it? It, it yeah, like moves in front like, of you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh. I just I stare at it. My fingers on the the button, and I'm like, do I though? Do I feel this? You know. And, and truthfully, you know, I've you know outside of crossing the streams, I've actually taken a somewhat extended break because of you know not because I don't miss my community, but because you know a lot of things going on in the world right now. A lot of things sure. happening. You know. When, and, uh, that, and that is totally valid. And, and I yep. think it's important. You know, I, I kind of made light of this, the, the whole sometimes you don't want, you know, sometimes it's, it's you don't want to because you really don't feel you can. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, like we keep yeah. saying, this has been a week. And there there have definitely been um, times where it, where it has been. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I don't know. Or, and, and my community knows this just recently this week. Um, I had a stream where... There was no question that I was really, really pissed mm. uh, about current events, right? Right. And it really came out and they helped walk me back from that, from that just kind of, I'm just mad and I don't know where to put it, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's okay to feel that. And, and if you don't think you can stream under those conditions, yeah. your community will understand, you know? Yeah. If they're really there for you, and, and that's kind of an important point. If your community, if you've built a community that's there for you, yeah, they'll get it, right? They'll be okay. They they understand that, you know what, you can't be all right all the time. Yeah. Nobody is. And it's perfectly okay to not be okay. And they will support you and, and they will embrace you. And they'll be like, you know what, you do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you on the next one. And they will. And they will show up for the next one. I yeah. know a lot of creators are afraid of missing that stream because oh, they're never coming back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, they will. If they're there for you. And, and, and it's, a, it's an important, important point because so many creators forget this. And I, I've seen creators do things where I watch their streams. And, and I've seen some in the brick building community do it. It's like, you got mad numbers, bro, but there's not a single person here for you. Uh -huh. They're not here for you. You've done something to entice them. And when you stop doing that, uh -huh. they're going away. Yep. The ones that are there for you won't. Yeah. Or if they do, you know, they got lives. They'll be back. Yeah. I I have three people I know that are creators who they became partners. And within two weeks after becoming partners, they stopped with the tactics they had used. Oh, yeah. They were back down to 12 viewers a stream. Yeah. That happens so often. Mm -hmm. Because they did, you know, they, 
they pulled out all the stops, right? Yep. They they were doing the things that were getting them the 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 attention. Yep. And then, you know, they hit that goal and then they're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm now now I coast. Yeah. And well, then, and 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 even in some cases, I I I won't say the individual's name, but I, I have a friend um who streamed for a year and a half. Yeah. And their goal was partner and they hit partner. And their method of getting to partner was to constantly give things away. Every single stream, big things, big money, big ticket, big hype. And the second those started to taper off, their mm -hmm. audience did the same thing. Yeah. And once they stopped, they streamed to 12, 14 people. Yeah. That audience that got him to partner was never there for him. Yeah. They were there for stuff. Yep. And... and it's an look. If you want partner, that's how you do it. Spend a lot of money. I, I hate to use the word bribe people to come and watch your stream by by dangling all those carrots out there. They'll come. They'll hang out, and the second yeah. you stop, they'll leave. Yeah, and, and it, it's a huge temptation, right? It is. You see it work because it does work. You know it works. You see it all yep. the time. Yep. Yeah. But they as soon as you hit um, partner and you stop doing that, they go away. Yeah, and and I will let you in on a secret, and and I I would almost bet money that Jang would back this up too. Hitting partner, other than the ego stroke of that check mark, doesn't really do a lot for you. Right. You, you're not suddenly magically, you know, getting ten times more income. You still got a bust hump to get your subs and and get the cheers. You're not getting a better split. There, I know there's a myth in the brick building community that you get like 70, 50, 70 30 instead of you don't. You, you get fifty fifty. Yep. If you're not putting up three, five, ten thousand viewers at a time, Twitch is not coming to you with that sweetheart deal. You're yep. just another creator. It's not worth burning yourself into the dirt to try and make partner. As yeah. an affiliate, you really kind of have 98% of the things you'll get as a partner. Yeah. And those other 2% aren't meaningful. Unless you really like emotes. <laughs> <laughs> unless you really 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 want or get the modes then yeah guaranteed um transcoding right yeah and yeah, yeah that's it i mean I, I i'm really glad that you we went down this this path because you know it, it it's it's interesting to see right because we're we're actually seeing the the brick building community itself is maturing to the point where there are a lot of people who are verging on that partner space. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the thought that there's, there's this, this drive to go there to get that, that check mark. I get it. Like, you know, there's some, there, I have an ego too. I totally understand how that goes, okay. but, but I think, uh, you know, you made the point that makes me go, yeah, that's, that's why I'm scared of like, like giveaways. Right. Or like always, you know, doing stuff like that. The only giveaways I generally do are during charity streams because that's mm -hmm. when I want people there and doing stuff. Right. But like, and like you, I have a hard time even just asking for follows. I have a hard time asking for subscribers and things like that because it makes it really difficult. Like, yeah, I, you know, there's there's nothing, you know, there. Th there's nothing wrong with feeling good about getting that payout. Or there's not yeah. nothing wrong with getting internet it. validation, man. It's a thing. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody wants to feel like people, people like, yeah. you know, want to be around and they, they want that validation. Yeah. And sometimes it's a check. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm a human. Like when I get that payout, I'm like, yeah, look at me. Look at this guy. You know, I go buy more Lego. I don't know what you do with yours, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I go buy yeah, some I, Lego, help out some some uh, some of the local yeah. food banks and charities around here. Yeah, I uh, I do. I do one of three things. I go buy I go buy Lego mm-hmm. or I will donate uh, to a charity or I will turn around and put it into some of my fellow creators channels with that money. That's usually what right. I, I I I have a a set amount every month that that I use on create. Look, I think everybody in the brick building community would love it if we could sub to everybody else's channels. Oh, yeah. The reality is there's hundreds of us. We can't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So if if someone in the community does sub to you, that's, you know, I I take that as a really serious honor. That's, you know, you're going to drop five bucks on, on my content and you understand and you know, and of all the creators out there, you chose me. Yeah. That to, that to me is like a big deal. It's huge. You know? you know, it's some people huge. be like, well, there's only five bucks and you're only seeing 250 of it. It doesn't matter. Someone dropped cash because they thought what I'm doing is worthwhile, financially worthwhile. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. It still blows my mind, you know, when I do see that, uh, you know, if I, if I get the email, right, from Twitch that's like, hey, your payout processed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I'll look at the total. I'm like, that means roughly so many people gave a crap about what I just did in the last month. That's pretty cool. So uh, it's. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're we're stopping to recognize that, because I think that that's often um, we we don't just call that out. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. We we don't. I try to make a point. and I don't remember to do it every stream, but I try and make a point on my streams to remind people that, you know, much like with charity, it's like, I just appreciate that you're here. Not everyone can drop five bucks a month, right? Yeah. Not everyone can can cheer a thousand bits. Not everyone can even really afford to buy enough bits to cheer a handful of bits here and there. Yeah. Um, but everybody has, and, and I've, I've said this in a lot of different venues and I, I remind everyone, everybody has one currency. There's really only one currency in life, and that's time. And it's a finite resource. It's non-renewable, and nobody knows exactly how much they have. Yeah. And the thought that you came and hung out with me for three hours, that is, for me, everything. Whatever it was I did that convinced you that I was worth three hours of this extraordinarily finite resource that you have, I wish someone would tell me what it was because I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's that to me is the huge thing. It, I actually look at my watch time. I'm probably one of the weird creators. Everybody else is looking at all their other numbers and like, yeah. is, am I going to get my check? I'm looking at my watch time and just going, I don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I'm just here. It's just me. I'm hanging out. Yeah. But that number keeps going up. So somebody likes it and they've told people that like it. So I'll keep doing it. <laughs> that, that's a great point actually i don't think a lot of people pay attention to their watched time like it, yep. it's 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 something that i i try to look at once in a while just to kind of get a gauge of how it's going mm-hmm. but i don't think that's it matters to brands yeah just letting you know <laughs> yeah well again this circles back to to your talk about you know as someone who talks to content creators as part of your 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 job yeah Exactly. So, so it's something I'm looking at everybody else for. So when I see mine going up and, and mine hitting certain levels, like, wow, all right, I have done something right. The value, right? The mm-hmm. value, the value can be 
derived from the the watch time. Exactly. It's it's I don't I don't know. Whoever's listening, you you need to you look at it. If you haven't looked at it recently, as someone if you're a creator who does this and you're really focused on trying to improve your your community, your channel, and your content. Absolutely. Look at look at that time. You know, as someone who 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 works as a as uh you know a person who who looks at content creators yourself, uh, how do you uh how do you feel that gives you an advantage, or how does that affect you as someone who creates content yourself? How because you're so cognizant of all I, these little. I know when I'm doing for. everything wrong, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it. So for for me, it's really weird because. It, it's it's like it's like being split down the middle. As a content creator, I know everything I should be doing because I do this other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said earlier, that that's not where I'm trying to go with this. I, I I'm here to hang out with people and have fun. And look, I'm not going to lie. If this thing can support itself and I can do some good works with it, that check every month is awesome. Please don't unsubscribe to me because of all the <laughs> things I've said. Please, I still seek your internet validation and love. Um, <laughs> But but I, I I also have this other flip side where I get really frustrated sometimes. And it's why if I haven't watched your streams, I do it to protect my brain mm. because I see content creators that are out there and it's like, you could be so amazing. Why aren't you doing these things? And I don't feel like it's my place to just randomly walk into someone's stream and be like, hey, here's all the crap you're doing wrong. And if you just change this, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could get you a bit. You know, I, I it feels really, really weird for me sometimes, you know, because because some people know what I do and they've come to me and asked. It's like, I answer that honestly. I'm going to be such a jerk. I'm right. not going to mean to be, but if I deal straight with you, it's going to be like the hard thing, right? Yeah. It's here. Here's the things you've just got to stop doing, right? Yeah. Um, and it's. I think the hardest thing, and I'm going to say this because I'm saying it to every creator on Twitch right now, not just <laughs> anyone in particular. Yeah. The hardest thing I think for most people to realize is that you're not as big as you think you are. Hmm. We are in the brick building community. We're a big community now. Mm -hmm. We're in a teeny, 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 tiny little bond. Yeah. I mean, I have crazy respect for for everything that Jang does. But Mm -hmm. if I put on work brain and I'm looking for a creator, I'm cruising right past. Right. There's there's not numbers there to sustain. He started doing some more gaming, though, so I may have to reevaluate that. Mm. (laughs) But... There, there is, there, there are thresholds and so far no one in this community comes close, not even ballpark. Yeah. But everybody thinks I get to 25, right? I get to 30, I get, I get to 50 concurrent views. This is good because within the community it is. Yeah. You get towards that, that partner thing and you're just like, I'm going to be someone I've, I've got to talk to my boss. I'm going to start thinking about, you know, how do I do this full time? Mm. Until there's another zero on the end of your 50, please don't do that. Yeah. I, I've heard from a couple of creators that are out there just going to rely on Twitch. And I think I'm at a point where I, I can just walk away from, from my job and I'm going to do this full time. It's like, mm. Mm, unless you've got super, super popular channels somewhere else that I don't know about and you're doing all the smart moves and diversifying, 
yeah. and, and getting passive income from, from content from other places, please don't do that. Please yeah. don't. Don't sink a ton of money into your stream either. If you're starting out and you think, so here, here's my here's my speech to brand new creators. If you've been watching these streams, if you've been listening to these podcasts, like, I can do that. That sounds like cool, a cool thing to do. I want to do it. But first I have to go buy, you know, a $200 camera and I've got to buy like this $500 mixer and, a, you know, $400 SM7B because that's what you're talking into right now, isn't it? Is that no. the white SM7? No. This is okay. a beacon mic, but it does oh, look okay. like an SM7B. It, it yes. does look like an SM7. An SM7B yeah. is a $400 studio microphone. Um, they use it to record like albums. It's one of the best mics you can buy. Yeah. And I see all of these creators with their five viewers with their SM7B hanging in front of their mouths mm. and their, you know, $1,500 PreSonos mixers. And I'm thinking, you went into debt. For a really unsure thing, please don't do that. Your $99 Snowball mic is fine. Your $79 um, Logitech 920 is more than fine. Yeah, You don't need a DSLR and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of, of audio gear. And if you had to choose, if you've got 200 bucks to spend, get the cheapy camera and get the snowball mic spend the most money on the mic because the audio matters if i can't see you really well yeah. that's fine as long as i can hear you i'm probably going to listen yeah but please don't go into debt when you start it's so hard to get that money back yeah it's so true it, it i see it all the time uh i you know i will go into a stream of a brand new creator and they're already rocking the really nice mic, the really nice headset or, a, you know, an, a, a really good camera. And I'm like, yep. whoa, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, I agree. I mean, you know, I've I, I still say this to new creators all the time. You know, if you're going to buy anything, buy a reasonable microphone. Nothing that breaks the bank, nothing crazy, nothing hundreds of dollars, but buy buy a decent microphone. Yep, around a hundred bucks is There's good. Plenty of hundred dollar mics out there that will last you for years. Yeah, and for the overwhelming majority of creators, they'll never need anything else. Yeah, I've often pointed people to, um, like the the Elgato Wave One when it's on sale mm. for like a hundred bucks. Good mic, like, and it's got a software mixer that just kills everything else. Yeah, I, I have a Go XLR. I have a five hundred dollar piece of equipment which I did not buy until last year. By the way. There you go. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, more, more than what, eight years yeah. into doing this or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, the software that comes with a wave mic is as good. Yeah. It's just as good in terms of a, a digital mixer. It's just as good. Yeah. And you're paying what? 129 for a wave. You can probably get it closer to a hundred flat if it's on yeah. sale for a wave one. Ex exactly. Like if you wait for their sales. You can mm -hmm. get a Wave 1 for 100 bucks. They did a yep. thing where um, I think you bought Wave 1 for, a for full price, but you also got a Stream Deck recently, which was pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, like 100 bucks for a mic, see how it goes. And, and, and I'll <laughs> say right now that if you have a Wave, Wave 1 or 3, it doesn't matter. Wave 3 doesn't really get you a lot. It just gives you more controls on the knob. Yep. It's not three times better. It's the exact same mic. Yeah, you get a wave one and just like the 15 button um, stream deck. Yeah, you have as much or more as someone who, like me who spent $600 on a Go XLR. So the only true. difference 
is you, your mic's going to be slightly different. You're going to use a USB mic because that's what the Wave One is yep. um, instead of an XLR. And 90% of the people that just heard that have no idea what I said, so it doesn't matter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. Great advice. I, I, I restate a former broadcaster. So for me, it's a nerdy thing. It's like mm-hmm. I own an X, right? It's like that's, yeah. that's a thing for me. It has nothing to do yeah. with I did this to improve the quality of my stream. I did it yeah. because I, I like the gear. Yeah. And, and if that's you, spend all your money. It's your hobby. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, totally. Like I, I, I would like to stress that. Like if, if, you're, if you're okay spending that money – Go for it. Like if that's the money you want, but know that, know that it's not required to do yeah. this. It's really, and, not. and it will ultimately look, Twitch is going to squash all your crap, right? It's going to squash your audio. It's going to squash your video. Yeah. It's going to downgrade everything. You can build a million dollar studio and yeah. you're going to sound just like the kid up the street with the $99 snowball. And you're going to look just like the guy with the, the, the Logitech $99. Yeah. Totally. Most of the time for most people, especially if they're on mobile. Oh my God, you're you're so right. <laughs> it just broke everyone's soul, but I, I yeah, no, I, I I feel it. You know, I I know because people comment on my mic or people comment on my headset, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I've been on Twitch streaming for five years, and a lot of the money that went into this was some of the money that yep. came from my subs and bits and all that stuff. Exactly. Um, and I, I am a hobbyist and I'm willing to pay the money. I know I don't need all this, but a lot of people get stuck in that, that trap where they're like, Oh man, got to have that yeah. super cool mic or that super cool headset or camera. You don't. No, not at all. In, in, in fact, these, it's funny. People ask me about them all the time. Mm. Uh, the, the headset I'm wearing, I have worn this make and model of headset since the 80s when I worked in radios. These are studio headsets. There's no mic. There's nothing. They're just AKG 240s. Yeah. And they're like 50 bucks. There you go. You don't need anything fancy. Yeah. And and if pro gear matters to you, professional DJs across the country use them every single day. So there There you go. There it is. AKG send me money. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Yes. (laughs) Not officially. (laughs) Since you've spent so much time on Twitch, Rick, uh, if if you could, and as especially given your uh, your your job, if mm-hmm. you had the opportunity to collaborate with any creator on Twitch, mm-hmm. who would it be? Wow! If I could collaborate with anyone, it would have to be someone that's a far better builder than me that can really seriously mock because I I would want it to be. A learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm also going to try and do this in a time zone that it, where it could maybe actually happen. <laughs> um, I, you know what? As Guardian Studio does something I can't do, I am totally incompetent at using digital tools. Yeah, he's like freaking Gandalf with Stud.io. I I would love. I would love to hang out with him and yeah. have him do just like an educational stream about how to do it. And I would gladly be his student and, and complete idiot for him yeah. to, to learn to do that. Um, in terms of a, an in-person real build with bricks, um, I actually have really amazing builders that post stuff in my discord all the time in my community. Uh-huh. I would, I would, I would work with some of them. Um, if you need a name, name, I mean, I think everybody would want to mock with Nick, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
you know, I, I think that's just, I think he's kind of within the community when one of the, the top gold level kind of. Oh, yeah. If, if you told me I could go hang out with Nick and, and mock with him for a day. Oh, I would yeah. Love to do that. Yeah, that's like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, which, you know, that that that's a great that that's a that's a great uh choice honestly um i mean and and that's no disrespect to anybody else i i could give you yeah. 50 names but that's sure. just the one right, yeah. that no that's also because i i watch his streams and i look at all the bricks he has around him as like oh my god just come play in your room for a little while yeah can i just hang out no. for a bit like yeah, can exactly. i play with all those those bricks man yep Ah, uh, that's that's a great choice, actually. I really love that. Um, we've been we've been chatting for a bit now, and I guess you know one one thing uh, that would be you know uh, a lot of guests have all these these thoughts about what I might ask, and I know that you've been open to whatever I was going to ask today. So oh. now that we've 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 been chatting for a bit, was there anything at this at, you know at this point in time that you thought might come up that I didn't get to or bring up uh no i don't think so I, yeah. I i think you touched pretty much all the topics that that i was expecting um yeah. i honestly i even listening to some of the some of the past uh podcasts you did i yeah. i didn't really expect anything hmm. uh I, I respect that you know most of the shows that i've, I've heard or watched it's always just a conversation that, and and it's the way you know when I when I do my podcast. We were talking earlier. It's the mm -hmm. way I like to do mine, where where you kind of let the conversation go where it goes. Yeah, which, which I think is a hundred percent better than a purely scripted oh. interview style podcast. Yeah, because then I feel like you're not getting like the good information, right? Right, because you wouldn't ask that specific question that, and and you wouldn't be looking for that. That sort of tangent answer, whereas a format like this, I think it's just, especially for something that that that's a creative endeavor like this, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just such a better format to just kind of kind of flow and vibe with with whatever's going on. I appreciate that. That's definitely you know the intent. Uh, I, I I like it. So yeah, I I can't think of anything. I, I'm I'm trying to think of you know. Any of my soapbox issues I missed? Nope. Didn't, <laughs> we didn't miss that. You, you were very generous in letting me uh, hey, climb up know, there for for a few things. This is uh, this is your time. You know, this is what this is for. Uh, you you have a podcast, mm -hmm. which you just you just mentioned. I think we've we've talked a bit about it, but uh, tell me tell me more about your podcast, mostly because. Um, I'll probably be participating in it very soon. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to get you on probably in the next week or so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually uh, I have a podcast. It's, it's been kind of an off and on. It, we have a sad and tragic pandemic story where uh, my co-host Katie and I decided that, you know, with the pandemic, we have no more scheduling conflicts. We're going to do a podcast every flipping day. We did one. <laughs> we did how to work from home and then nothing for two years. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have revived it. It is called Friday Push to Prod. And as a mm. game developer, I'm sure you understand uh, the fear and terror inherent in that name. Uh, oh, yeah. It refers to an unfortunate habit at some software developers that at five o'clock on Friday, you push whatever you have been working on live to production. 
and go home. <laughs> and then it all blows up 20 minutes later. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a podcast about all things game industry. Uh, I've been in the games industry over 20 years. Uh, my co-host Katie is coming up rapidly on, on her 20th. Mm. Uh, so we've got an awful lot of experience to share. We, we have some amazing guests, both from AAA studios uh, and indie studios. And, and we have a very similar style to you. We, we bring them in, we have a topic and, and we just go and, and we see where that conversation goes. We, we were super fortunate. Uh, I have to do a little editing to, to cut some things down for time. Mm -hmm. um, just recently, uh, last Thursday, we got to talk to the former uh, community and marketing manager for Elden Ring. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So that's really cool. getting some of his stories about, you know, because he's in an indie dev now, you know, what's the difference between working for the ultimate game, really, yeah, of the last seriously. 18, 20 months, right? Yeah. And, and now you're you're in an indie studio where, you know, the conversation is very different. So a lot of our podcasts just kind of have that open conversation uh, with, with people in the industry. We've had devs, we've had writers. Uh, more you may, you may be familiar with a game and 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 I, maybe some of your listeners are called that dragon cancer mm -hmm. yep um very deep very emotional game we were super yeah. fortunate recently to have um uh amy noel green who was the lead writer on that game wow. come and share her experiences if, if you don't know the game it's, it's about um losing her son to cancer so it was very deep personal uh, experience and she was she was just amazing as a guest so yeah we have people you'll know, people you you don't know, people like like Amor, who I, I can't wait to have you on. Oh yeah, I can't wait. It'll be fun. It'll be. I'm looking forward to it. I can't. I can't wait to talk games and the industry and development. It's and such a left turn from from brick building. It really is. It really is. And you know, uh, this is hugely a big opportunity in that I don't do too many interviews within the space. Not not because. I don't want to. It's just, you know, I'm a indie dev who just does, right. you know, does their thing. But uh, I can't wait. It's always fun having those conversations. It's fun talking shop. So I can't wait. I'm, to I'm looking on. forward to it because I think because uh, uh, a number of people in my community uh, actually listen, I think it'll be really interesting that they'll get to find out about you and what you actually do outside of being a brick builder. Yeah. And a podcast host, more than a brick builder currently, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting for everyone listening and for us who will be in it. It will be, I think, uh, it'll, it'll be very enlightening, I, I believe. I, I, I hope so. I think it will be as well. <laughs> in addition to uh, the podcasts, what, what is in the future for, for the Sapiens channel? Oh, what is in the future? Do I need to break out a crystal ball? I, I mean, what what you got going? So, so like I said earlier, I, I'm not that guy. I'm I'm not like I don't have you know my my social calendars spread out. <laughs> Look, my channel is fully aware that some nights I come on, I have just grabbed whatever I reached into the closet and pulled out. Yeah, that's the content for the day. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm probably, we just finished up building the, uh, the boutique hotel mm -hmm. and I, I really enjoy large, you know, multi-night builds like that because yeah. I feel like a, I don't have to think as much about what am I doing for the next stream? I already know what the next four streams are going to be and it mm -hmm. makes, you know, the scheduling easy. 
Um, but I think it goes back to that. I really enjoy the conversation. Mm-hmm. So we all know what we're building. We all know what we're talking about. So there's there's weirdly less Lego conversation during long builds for me and more just general, how are you? And, and let's talk about your day and let's talk about you know, whatever's on your mind, which yeah. I really enjoy the most. Um, until we get to minifigs, because I'm I'm hopelessly obsessed with all things minifigs. The, the, uh, <laughs> your listeners won't be able to hear it, but anybody watching the stream right now, most of the drawers behind me are minifig parts. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. I've seen you build minifigs like on your, on your. Yeah. We, we, we did one as a, as a, uh, as a milestone for, uh, for St. Jude's recently. When, when we raised our first hundred dollars, we, we collaborated on a, on a queen who is from the future, uh, kind of a, a plague bear, evil enchantress. <laughs> I love it. With an evil teddy bear. <laughs> is that what they're holding? That's great. Yeah. So, so, so they, they have their little staff, uh, but they basically, they have a, a little evil teddy bear. It's missing an eye. It's just got stitches where one of its eyes belong and it's, it's got, uh, it's, its mouth is stitched shut. So <laughs> that's really good. It's really great. Yeah, it was fun listening to what people thought. It's like, wait, wait, no, don't use that one. No, we like the other. We like the other body better. Use that body. So <laughs> it was fun. Well, Rick, you've you've been through this interview. You've you've been on this show. We had a, a great discussion. Uh, I often ask my guests, uh, and I I know you may not know who was on the show entirely, but if there was anyone anyone else you'd like to see in the future on, on a, on a, an episode of crossing the streams, who, who would you like to see go through this next? Oh, who would I, I like how you phrase it. Who would you like to see go through this next? Like who, some sort of torture. I know. Right. Cause <laughs> um, not at all, but yeah, no, this, this has been a blast. I've enjoyed this. Um, who would I like to see next? Who would I, who would I really like to hear some dirt on? <laughs> there you go. Uh, you, you've hit quite a few of them, actually. Mm-hmm. Have you had, you know who would be great? Hmm. Um, and, and maybe you've spoken to him. I think I would love to hear, and I don't know if they do it together, but I think it would be great if they would. I would really like to hear a good solid hour with Flynn and Richard. Oh, man. Bricks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be a great one. And actually, I've been uh, I've been meaning to to ask. So that's that's a great suggestion. Yeah, that I I think that would be really interesting. There's 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 so many questions. I mean, uh, they're both really open in in their own discussions of what it was like being on Lego Masters and and what they enjoy and and some of the yeah. great opportunities that have come up. Uh, I just think having that all condensed down into a conversation where oh, everybody could hear it in one place would be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. They're on the list of two two requests. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. They they would be great, and and they're they're entertaining anyway. So just in and of oh, yeah. themselves, and yeah. their stories are fantastic. Yeah. No, I love I love uh, you know I love the stories. You know the the just the the talking back and forth. But overall, great suggestion. Thank. You. Yeah. Let let me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me know. May happen in a future episode. Uh, where where can people find you, Rick? I I often joke I'm the easiest human being to find on the internet. Um, you can find <laughs> me pretty much anywhere. The the only way I make it difficult is none of my socials match. 
<laughs> I noticed that. Like, like I said, don't do what I do. Do what I tell you you should do. I saw that. Um, so, so that's a function of, you know, 20 years in the games industry. Uh, mm-hmm. As social networks came along, yeah. I just jumped into them at various times because I had to. Uh, yeah. so, so none of them line up. Um, I have uh, a, a really fun Lego uh, Instagram that I'll plug uh, it came out of a vacation trip where my wife and I decided we loathe selfies. So we took minifigs with us instead and they <laughs> went on the vacation. Uh, it's called the Lil, L-I-L, Adventure uh, on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a link tree. If you go to at Rick side, S-I-D-E, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a light side, there's a dark side, and then there's the Rick side. <laughs> yeah. I'm not half as clever as I think I am. <laughs> Um, uh, there's, there's a link tree in there that links to all my stuff, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rick Heaton. That's probably the easiest one. Uh Um, if if you want to see some of the work that that I've actually done, you can go to, uh, yellowpikemedia.com and we have a full reel up there. Anything you see in there that's, uh, influencer based, uh, social community based. Uh, I think there's even a studio build I did in that reel. Awesome. That's all stuff I worked on. Yep, That's and of great. course at Sapiens here on Twitch. Yep, Sapiens here on Twitch.tv. Do you have any parting words for those that are listening? Do I have parting words? Um, be safe and be smart. I think if, if I'm trying to sound wise, be safe and be smart. Um, and and by be smart, I specifically mean if you're if you're on the fence of content creation and do you want to do this be really smart about it and be really safe um there are a lot of people out there uh especially for the women in this community that they make assumptions the moment they they see someone who they consider to be even remotely attractive and the same is true the other way um be safe and be smart protect yourselves you know be what you want to be do what you want to do but be aware that the internet's can be a pretty dark place and and that applies to everybody. And when I say be smart, I also mean don't do the thing that you think will get you famous. Do the thing that you have a passion for that you really want to do and don't do anything just because you saw someone else do it and it looked easy. I promise you uh, what more and more does on this podcast, what any of us do on, on our streams, it's not easy. It, we, we all make it look damn good. <laughs> Tried to get that out without the laugh. Uh, it's, it's not easy. It does take time. It does take dedication. Uh, despite what I've said, it does actually take some planning and effort uh, to be really good at it. And be smart. Don't, don't think you're going to be Jang in a month. Don't think you're going to be Ninja in three years because 90% probability you won't be. You might, and I hope you do. But be really smart and be very self-aware if, if you go down the creator path. There are a lot of pitfalls. And ego is definitely one of them. 